Hey, 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 Faith family. This is another episode of The Faith Life. Here, your host, Curtis D. Young. And the question I've always want to ask when we start to start our evening off is how you living, how you're walking. I hope you, your answer is that I'm walking by faith and I'm living by faith because it's what God has called us to do. He said he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. And it's called us to, to just to live by this faith. And then Habakkuk uh, 2, 4, he says that by faith and he said we are justified by faith and the just are called to live by his faith. It's a personal faith he has given to each and every one that put their faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he said it's impossible to please him unless you live by this faith in him. So again, tonight, um, I welcome you all into another episode of The Faith Life, and we're going to start a new topic tonight. Um, we're going to talk about, um, over the next few weeks, talking about faithing it out, faithing it out. God has called us to live by faith, to walk by faith, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about, faithing this out, faithing it out, according to God's word, all right? So uh, as we jump in tonight, um, I want to start off talking about when faithing it out, when God's promises seem impossible, faith trust. Okay, faith trust, and that's what it's all about. When He talks about, tells us in Hebrews 11 chapter that faith is the substance of things hoped for; it is the evidence of things not seen. We, we, everything that we do see was made by the one who we don't see. And God, who spoke everything into existence, is the one who must be the object of our faith. He said, we have them. Those who come unto him must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And as Enoch pleased God, and that's how he wants us to walk by faith, by pleasing him and trusting him every step of the way. And, and if, you know, if God has called us to live by faith, then he has given us his faith, because Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. So he's given us his faith to live by. We're born again of his spirit. We are empowered by his spirit. And, 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 in, order, and in order for us to please him, we're going to have to, you know, walk with him, stay close with him and, and grow in grace and knowledge of who he is and who we are in him. And. And then and, and Proverbs 3, 5, 6 is one of my flagship scriptures, you know, that it, the Lord has been teaching me and uh, how to live out, how to trust in him with all um, my heart and lean not to my own understanding. But he's teaching me how to acknowledge him in all my ways. And I have confidence that he is directing my path because God, you got to understand, he's already got our lives already mapped out and planned. He before we. He knew us before we we even were known. <laughs> he already knew us while we were, you know, he already knew us. We were always in our mother's womb. He he already ordained us. He already prophesied over us. He already knew what our lives are going to be, the course that he had destined for us to fulfill. He said he knows the plans of our lives. He knows the plans. He knows the future. He knows that everything he has mapped out for us is for good. So for us to know, to learn our course in life and know the direction in life, we have to get in his word and, and the Holy Spirit will begin to enlighten. He said the in Hebrews 11 chapter, he said the, the elders of old, they they walk by faith. 
And by them putting their trust and faith in God, that's how they obtain the good report. And scripture says, as you walk by faith, that's how you begin to understand, <laughs> understand. Holy Spirit enlightens your eyes of understanding as you continue to walk by faith and put in your trust in God's word. And a lot of times we as Christians, we, you know, we accept Christ as our personal savior, but we don't we don't get into the word. You know, we don't get into the word, you know, and, and, and the word is what is what we need to get into, because that's how our, our, that's how we're no longer conformed to the old uh, way of living, to allow ourselves to be conformed to the old natural way of living. Uh, and, and he said, you got to give your body to him as a living sacrifice in Romans 12 chapter. And you have to allow yourselves to be to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and then as you allow your, your mind to be renewed by the word of God. And, and transformation begins to take place. You take on the mind of Christ and God. Christ's mindset was only to do the will of God. And we, and as he says, we walk out uh, um, and learn the word of God. Our minds are being renewed and, and being tra transformed. We begin to uh, 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 walk out according to this life out, according to his will, putting our faith truly in him and in and, 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 and his word. And, and he says, you will learn that his will is good. His will acceptable and his will is perfect for your life. And that's what I've learned during the course of my life of living it out. Um, I know I can tell you a story back in my testimony back in um, 1993. My life just totally was just transformed by God. Um, I was raised, you know, in the church, you know, Sunday school the church was a part of my life. And I learned, you know, um, with the word. And at 10 years old, I was baptized and I, I was saved and put, I put my faith. I knew God was my Jesus Christ was the only way, the truth, the life. I knew he was my Lord and Savior. He, I knew he was the only way for me to be reconciled back to God. So I put my faith in Christ at an early age and, you know, begin to live the life. Um, but uh, but as as I got older, around the age of 17, 18 years old, I got off track when I went away to college and and I had to, you know, get back on course. And I was really struggling, you know, living contrary to the word of God because I wasn't really living, reading the word, studying the word, meditating upon the word. I wasn't, didn't have an understanding of the Holy Spirit being my guide and my leader in life. And it led me, you know, down a path that was not, you know, good for me. And um, so I started so I lived the life according to my own natural understanding and um, lived a life that just was pleasing to me and not pleasing my father. And, and, and eventually, you know, that life got me dismissed from, um, from college. So I went back home to Chicago since I majored in hotel, restaurant, institution management. I started looking for jobs downtown Chicago in the hotel businesses and eventually, you know, got connected with um, Higher Easy Hotel downtown and um, had aspirations, you know, to get into management and move up. And things were going good. I, you know, I started I got promoted a few times, but in the process, um, like I said, my mind still wasn't renewed, still wasn't living according to the will of God and, his, and, his, and, and according to his word. So, again, promotion happened, you know, you know, money's increasing. But I still had the party life, still had the drug life. And that life eventually, you know, led to my demise and my downfall. And I uh, got fired from the High Reed Hotel downtown Chicago. And I was in my first year of marriage when I got uh, when I got fired. And and I tell you, it was, it was a challenging time. But I, but it's, it's, it's just so amazing. You know, one thing about God, when you put your faith in him as Lord and Savior, even though you may not draw close to him as you are required to do and you should want to do, he's still close to you. 
You know, one thing I, I understood, even in my in my confusion, I still knew I had a relationship with God. So I still would talk with God, even in the midst of my challenges. And um, and then and I and I, I got a, eventually got a job back at the uh, American Express Credit Card Company downtown Chicago. And I tell you, it was it was a still struggle going on in my life. You know, I was still trying to look for um, better employment because I lost about ten thousand dollars in salary. So I was still trying to supplement my income and improve my my financial situation. Um, you know, and and during this time at American Express, um, God, you know, always, you know, he he got a hold of me. He got he connected with me. I tell you. It was it was it was something else because um, prior to him getting connected connected with me at this, uh, at American Express, my, my wife you know she all you know church was a part of my life so my wife when we got together she wasn't saved but um, I, I I take my girls to church and I took Pat to church and she um, she got saved and she got you know into the word. You know, but, you know, since I was raised in church, people always ask about me and wondering where I'm at and what's, what's going on with me. And she got tired of hearing that. She came home nagging me and telling me, Kurt, when you going to get it together? And people ask about you. I'm tired of telling people, and you know, what's going on and covering up, covering for you. You know, when you going to get your life together? But the Lord told her, stop, don't nag him. I got him. And I tell you, in America's Press, this one particular night, uh, guy, um, um, this young lady just started working for American Express, and she didn't know me. I didn't know her, and somehow God arranged it where it was just me and her in this dual control room, counting finances. She looked at me, introduced herself, and I introduced myself. And then the first thing came out of her mouth after that was, "I got a word from the Lord for you." And I looked at her like, "Okay, what's up?" And um, first thing that came out of her mouth was. You and your wife experiencing marital difficulties. I said, okay, this girl don't know me, so there's got to be God talking to me. And she began to, to speak the word to me that God wanted me to hear. And I tell you, the things that I was only me and God, I would talk to God about. These are things she has, God spoke to her concerning. So I knew it was him getting a hold of me. And um, as she said that, um, I got my attention. And then she began to speak words over my, my, over my life in regards to God, God told her to tell me, stop looking for other jobs because I was trying to supplement my income. But God said, stop looking for jobs. I'm going to bless you while you at American Express. And then she began to tell me, um, me and Pat was concerned that, you know, we had two children. Pat had two children before we were married. So I became asked to dad. And so we was concerned about we we're going to have a child between us. And the Lord said, says, don't worry about a, a child. We're going to bless you with a child. And um, and sure enough, that came, of course, came to pass. And then he said we was concerned and we wanted to get a house. So we had student loans and things of that nature. I had to pay off. And so I was concerned about my credit and things of that nature. God says, don't be concerned about a house. I'm going to bless you with a house in the south, south suburbs, southwest suburbs of Chicago. And then he said to me, read Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon you because I'm going to call you to preach my gospel and I'm going to use you to win man to Christ. And I tell you, everything he spoke that night, it was the only thing that, <laughs> that only he knew. And he spoke directly to me through this young lady and I was totally set free that particular evening. And I, and I, and I committed my life to the Lord that, that August 1993, that particular evening, no more drugging, no more drinking, totally 
totally set free by the word of God. And God just really expressed to me his concern for me and, and how he has purposed my life and how he's planned my life. And I and I and I vowed and I said, Lord, uh, I'm going forth. I want to learn this, how to live this life by faith and having my faith in you and rooted and grounded in you. I don't want to live in no shape, form, or fashion as, as a religious way. I want to live it in a real way, a genuine way, letting Christ who lives in me be expressed through me. And he began to teach me how to walk and how to live by faith. And that's what um, we began to do. Amen. My path, everything was putting God first, seeking Him first, His kingdom, His righteousness, His way of doing things. And I tell you, my life has never, it just took off and it's never been the same since that day in August 1993. So living by faith is a real thing. And this is what God wants to understand that we have to trust Him when He gives us. Uh, tells us to put our faith and our trust in him and put our faith and trust in his word. That's what we must do. You know, we have to trust in him with everything now and and don't go back to leaning to your own and the way you think, the way you used to do things. God's way is the right way. God's way is the best way. Okay, he said most people lack power in their lives because they uh, they lack trust. They lost, They lack trust in God. God is, you got to understand this. God is not man that he should lie, son of man that he should repent. When God promised you something and promised you a new life and a new way of living, a new way of accomplishing, a new way of doing things, he, he, he it's the best way. It's the right way. Jesus said, those who love me, they keep my commandments. They know that when I'm in tr- the word, I'm telling them that the word I'm telling them to do or I'm struggling them to do is for they're going to be for their good. And that's the mindset we got to have. God is not man. God is God and God is love and God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to give us the opportunity to live out this new life according to faith in him. So God has made everything available to us. He's equipped every believer, um, giving them everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has equipped us with every spiritual blessing there is in heavenly places. So we just got to walk and live out this life according to the spiritual tools that God has given us, and one being faith. He says um, that I dealt to every man the measure of faith, measure of faith. I've given you this to live by. You have to walk with me. As, 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 as Enoch walked with God, God was pleased with Enoch, and, and he took him up without even death. God, he, he enjoyed the presence, the person of God, and that's what God wants us to understand. It's, and I know and I can test to this after that that night when he spoke those words to me at American Express, it totally set me free. My life was totally committed to God. And all I wanted was to bask in his presence. All I wanted to do was learn from him. Jesus thought and made me think about Matthew 11, chapter 28 to 30 verse, when, when Jesus was expressing all those are heavy laden and burdened. Come unto me. I'm going to give you rest. You know, Mike said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Jesus said, he said, come learn from me, you know. That's why all I wanted to was to spend time with the Lord, spend time with the Holy Spirit and learn, bask in his presence, learn of him. And then when you when you in God's presence in his word and talking with him, he's communing with you. That's when transformation begins to happen. You know, you start to, you know, the the, 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 the fruits of the spirit begin to develop in your life. You're, you're rightly connected to the vine. We're the branch that is rightly connected to the vine. And we receive the nourishment, spiritual nourishment we need from God to produce the fruit, the characteristics of God 
in this life. He, you, as he says, you draw nigh unto him, close to him. He draws nigh close to you. God is always with us. He never forsakes us or leaves us. Once we make that connection, he's with us. It's just, it's just that our eyes are enlightened and opened up to recognize how close God is to us. And that's what I began to the, 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 the thirst and hunger for righteousness. I wanted to know God. I wanted to, I wanted to know my purpose and I wanted my purpose to be for his purpose to be fulfilled through my life. So as Enoch walked with God, that's what we got to do. We got to walk with God. Scripture says, how can Amos 3, 3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? We got to be, we got to be in agreement with God and walk according to his word and his instructions. He said to walk with God is to keep the commandments of God. To walk with God means progress. You know, Jesus says, as you told, as he told Joshua, the, the, the word God told Joshua in um, Joshua 1, 8, he said, meditate upon this word day and night that you may observe to do accordingly so, so that you may uh, prosper and you may have good success. See, it's going, you're going to progress. God, God is always moving us forward, progressing us, taking us higher. Faith goes from glory to glory. You go higher and higher in the Lord. You progress in the Lord as you're walking with God. You're growing in his nature. You're growing in grace. You're growing in knowledge. And, and you, you, you're no longer ignorant. I mean, when I was ignorant of the word of God, that's what got me off track. The enemy can entice me with, with other things and, and, and would distract me and, and throw me off. But as you're growing in grace and knowledge of the word and, this, and you have a new demeanor, a new mindset, you're born again of God's spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you're now spiritually alert and spiritually aware. So as you're walking with God, you know, you 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 recognize the ways of the enemy. Okay, you're no longer ignorant. And I tell you, I begin to progress in those things because the enemy used to make me fall. As many times when I live in close to my flesh, you know, I would get it together. I say, like, I gotta get together. I would get back in the church. I would get back in the word. But I was doing these things, you know, and I would go good. You know, go six months, you know, not messing up. Then I'll get, you know, let the enemy start talking to me and you deserve a reward. And I'll go back out and, you know, party again and get trapped and fall back into the old way. But then when I committed after this, after this when I really got set free and committed uh, my life back in 1890, um, like I told you, in 93 of August. And, and I learned it was not by my might, not by my power, but it's by the spirit of God that I'm able to live this and walk out this life of faith. God has called me to live out. So that's that's what it's about. We got to trust and depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit to walk out this life. We got to trust God and believe God for, uh, at all times. You know, based on don't look at what you see, because what you see can change in the, in the blink of an eye. OK, that's what God told me. I remember one time I was me and Pat, we were driving to church. And, and I, I just dropped a like I call it a, a, a rhema word. He just dropped it in my spirit while we was driving to church. He said, it's, Kurt, it's time for my people to start living above sea level. He said, don't put your faith in what you see. Circumstances and situations can be good at one point, but they can change. But I never change. I'm constant. I'm consistent in your life. Make sure that I'm the object of your faith. Live above sea level, and everything was going good at that particular time. And then, if I say four months later, adversity came. I was in a situation where, and then when that when that adversity adverse situation hit, God, Holy Spirit brought that word right back to my memories. He said, "Kurt, live above sea level." I didn't understand why I was dealing with this and I had to go through the situation, but God knew it. Nothing catches God off guard. He said, "Even though you walk through the shadow of the valley of death, don't fear, <laughs> don't fear, because I'm with you." I'm leading you. 
I'm guiding you through this dark situation. So that's why I remember, live above sea level, live above sea level. You just got that confirmation in my spirit that all things going to work together for your good. Just keep your eye on me. Keep trusting me. And sure enough, I just kept doing my job, kept doing what I was called to do. And God turned that whole situation around. And where I eventually came out of the situation, promoted you know, his favors of all me, and I came out promoted, even making even more uh, money. My finances even increased um, after this after, after the adverse situation that came to pass. So I thank God that that, that, that when He promised, He speaks the word over your life, and you and you have you let your life, your faith become rooted and grounded in His word and His promises. I'm telling you, He will work it together for your good, no matter how things things look. <laughs> keep your faith and keep your eye on God. Okay, so walking with God, you must believe God. You gotta believe God. Okay, believing God is is, is the number one thing. And I want to read. Um, this is um, this is um, Romans the the fourth chapter. I love um Romans when it talks about Abraham and his faith. Romans the fourth chapter. He said here, beginning with that nineteenth verse. He says. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in spite of the situation. He never wavered in believing God's promises. Okay. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. It's impossible to please God unless you maintain your faith in God. Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, too. Okay, so we please God when we demonstrate our belief in him. Hearing God, believing God, doing what he says strengthens our faith. And I tell you, I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get as we close out here on this episode tonight. I want to just it brought me got me thinking about um, the promises he made Abraham. He made the initial promise to Abraham at, at seven seventy five when he was seventy five years old. You know that he's gonna be the father of many nations. And 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 in many years had passed. And in Genesis the eighteenth chapter, um, God had re, through the angels had revisited revisited Abraham. And the, and, the, and the angel was speaking, you know, to God, I mean, to Abraham and reminded him of the promise that Sarah was going to be with child. And Sarah was in the tent and she laughed with herself because she was looking at how old they are. They had become and and wondering how was this going to really come to pass, you know, in their old age. And the whole and the angel spoke in the, in the angel. He spoke to Sarah and said, why did you laugh? And of course, Sarah said, I didn't I didn't laugh, you know. But um, and then and and and, and the um, this was the Genesis 18, 10 to thirteen. But in that fourteen uh, verse, they just said, "Is anything too hard for the Lord?" See, God, when God says something, He watches over His word to perform it. God has a set and appointed time when everything is going to happen, no matter what, about our physical conditions, our age, or anything like that. We got to keep believing because God will do everything He says He will do. OK, so so he asked that question to Sarah and Abraham, is anything too hard for the Lord? Of course not. OK, he is the one who makes all things possible and all things all will be made possible to us who believe. 
So and then after he said that, he um, spoke to them and said, you're going to have a child. And by this time next year, you will be with child, Sarah. And then we fast forward to um, Genesis 21, 1 and 2. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. (laughs) For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. See, we just got to have faith in God. Maintain our faith in God. Believe God. He's not man that he should not. Son of man he should, uh, that he should repent. When God speaks, God is going to bring everything he said and he promised to pass. Okay, so it's up to us to just keep faithing it out. Keep believing God. Keep walking by faith and not by sight. All right, family? So until, until we meet again on next week, I want you guys to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. For that's the only way to please our God. We love you and be blessed until next week. Keep walking by faith.